What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP, and happy Valentine's Day, lovers. It is a Monday, so I don't know if anyone is getting up to anything special, but a special guest and I are going to cover Valentine's Day social media from all of our, our favorite famous couples, so if you see any good posts send them my way. I have a really fun episode for you today. I'm joined by Sophie Ross and we talk about Giggly Squad, Summer House, Kendall Jenner. We nominate two pettyweight champions and honestly an iconic this week in petty. I feel like you're going to be squirming in your seats. And I know a lot of you don't watch Summer House just from, you know, my like Instagram polls and stuff that I do. But this is my plea. Please, 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 please go watch it. You won't regret it. It's on Hey You if you're in Canada. It's on Bravo, I guess, if you're in the States or elsewhere. But if you were a big fan of Laguna Beach in the Hills, I would recommend this because it really gives off that vibe of like reality TV or like Jersey Shore, things like that where it's like reality TV before they knew it was reality TV or the potential of reality TV or the, you know, fame you could get from reality TV. It really honestly does feel like that. So if you're kind of getting sick of some of the more staged, you know, non-scripted reality TV shows that are starting to feel scripted, like The Bachelor and some of the Housewives franchises and stuff like that, like please go check out Summer House. It is such an easy binge and you could honestly start in season three and watch to season six because they get kind of like a new cast then and then you could go back and watch seasons one to three. That's how I did it and do not regret. It's like filling in all of the blank spaces, all the question marks you had about some of the cast members. I also want to say Kirsten and I talked about popcorn shirts on episode 79 and I felt so redeemed when I watched Summer House episode four and Danielle for Amanda's Y2K birthday party is wearing a popcorn shirt and I just felt seen and heard (laughs) in that moment. There is also a very detailed timeline of the Craig, Austin, and Kristen Cavallari timeline on Reddit. And I'm going to link that in the notes because if you've been following this story, which we touch on a little bit in today's episode, you want to know the exact timeline. And someone did all of that guesswork for us. So I'll link that in the episode show notes. Okay, a few more things. I feel like my voice was like so low in this episode because I was like trying to be cool (laughs) with Sophie I was like okay like I need to play this really cool so I feel like I just like I'm really quiet and not like my normal self but we also mentioned Kylie Jenner's baby and possible baby names and it has come out that she named her kid Wolf Webster and Dana and I my guests for next episode are going to talk about all of that do a little bit of an analysis so I'm not going to mention my thoughts here because you'll get them in the next episode and then like just some final things the Kim and Kanye stuff this weekend holy shit like I just I can't keep up to be honest I truly can't like Kanye had a Kim lookalike out at Nobu that he's like also dating And then Julia went on Call Her Daddy and said they were in an open relationship. And she was like, 
I'm like amused from uncut jumps. <laughs> just I've been <laughs> replaying that on TikTok like every fucking minute of every fucking day. And then this morning she deleted all her pictures of them together. Then she went on Instagram stories and said that they broke up and TMZ reported it and she's going to share the details in a book. And like it's just so wild. Like I just cannot keep up. I've had so many DMs from all of you just being like, what the hell is happening? And to be honest, I don't have an answer for you, but maybe we will get into the nitty gritty of this. I need that timeline. Like, give me the Julia, Kim, Pete, Kanye timeline, Reddit, please. But maybe we will get into it in further detail in another episode. One last thing I want to say, because it is like truly ready to be petty, like material is the Pete candle thing. So basically Pete was doing a bunch of Zoom interviews one day like back-to-back interviews with a bunch of different media outlets and in one of them which which the clip went viral the interviewer says hey is that a Kim Kardashian candle on your dresser and he's like oh yeah yeah it is and then another reporter that I guess spoke to him before that on her TikTok released footage before the interview when they were just setting up and like doing sound testing and stuff of him putting it front and center and making sure it faced the camera and like obviously we knew that the moment was staged per se again if you're in the this fucking hellhole that I'm in like we knew that it was staged because obviously but just the way that he played it off he's like oh yeah oh yeah, that is a candle of Kim's face. Like it was so real. And it's like, oh yeah, because this person's an actor. So they just like play those things off so real. And I just further spiraled into my like, everything is fake in Hollywood conspiracy theory, like full, full menti B. So this was just another point in the tally of fake relationship, but it's Valentine's Day. So let's see what Pete and... Kim have up their sleeves for like a romantic Valentine's Day date. Last bit of housekeeping before we get to today's episode, but I have a survey that I'm doing for all of the RTBP listeners because there are many new faces and I just want to hear about, you know, what kind of guests you want, what type of topics you want covered, you know, some of the the boring stuff like length of episode and where you listen and all of that stuff, but it also gives you space to weigh in and you know shape the future of RTBP so thank you so much if you have filled it out already and if you want to spend a few minutes filling it out I would be so appreciative I read all of the answers and yeah want to take in your feedback so I can make RTBP the best show possible and one that you want to continue listening to okay that is enough about that let's get to today's show here's my conversation with Sophie Ross back with a very special guest Sophie Ross writer pop culture commentator prolific on Twitter is here Sophie how are you Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks. I'm so excited too. I love listening to you on So Bad It's Good and obviously all like your tweets and 
stuff like that. So I'm really excited to catch up. (laughs) Yeah, same. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think I found your Twitter. I was like thinking, I was like, how did I find out about Sophie? And I really think it started with like all of the Giggly Squad stuff. Yeah. It just seems like a lifetime ago. I know. I was going to say, I was like, when even was that? That (laughs) That was probably what like early 2021 maybe yeah but yeah I mean I have not been keeping I have never been a giggly squad listener myself like have you no 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 (laughs) yeah no and I like haven't really been keeping up with like Hannah I guess they like went on tour yeah I did see that yeah so how did that even like come like how did you find out about that like I guess maybe we should start like you write about pop culture Yes. And all the things that you want to hear about Kardashians, Bravo, all of those things. Yes. Obsessed with Bravo. Yes. Yes. Aren't we all? Did this just like fall into your lap? This like Giggly Squad drama? Because I feel like you were like the first person to like really get traction that Mm -hmm. those girls were like problematic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of stemmed from where most of my threads and rants come from, which is like an element of no one else is talking about this. And like, I needed to rant about this. That's usually just where I'm not trying to like be the first one to break the story and like going out there and like investigating. I'm like, no, let's just freaking talk about this. And it was when, you know, they made those comments about the Bridgerton actor, mm-hmm. Paige referring to him as light skin. And then, you know, I just started digging And I just had uncovered all of this other problematic stuff that they had just been spewing on Giggly Squad kind of unchecked. So yeah, I kind of just compiled it all into a thread. And um, yeah, and I do it for myself, honestly. More (laughs) than, like I said, like I do it because I'm like, I want to talk about this. I want to rant, get this off my chest. But yeah, it's nice when, you know, everyone else is as intrigued as I am with whatever I'm like obsessed with in the moment. Um, I definitely fall into rabbit holes a lot. Hence my, you know, random Twitter threads and stuff like that. (laughs) It gives me such a thrill, like these things. Like, why do you think that is that it's just like so fascinating to pop culture, like, geeks like us it's just you we're hooked on it we just are I feel like I mean Bravo in and of itself is like the most dedicated fan base Mm -hmm. that you will ever find and Bravo fans are just obsessed so I think when it comes to that stuff like people just eat up every like ounce of Bravo celebrity gossip or tea or whatever it is whether it's like Demois or um, I don't know, bl- a blind gossip item from like, what, what is that? Crazy Days and Nights? Either yeah. way, which is like questionable if any of their stuff is accurate. But yeah, I just feel like as Bravo fans, we just like eat it all up because it's just never, I feel like before social media, we would just have to wait a week for the drama during Real Housewives. And now it's just like constant drama. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it is never ending because I I don't think for like many other shows, but like especially Summer House, which we're going to talk about, like I immediately go on Reddit and like just take in what everyone else is saying. But I don't know what it is, but it just it's just so fascinating. Like I love just like looking at these like little intricacies and, and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes, definitely. And like, yeah, scrolling, scrolling through Twitter 
when a show is airing is like the best part also honestly another fan base that I've been thinking of that's similar to Bravo is Bachelor like it's very similar like Reddit and just like catching every little thing and putting together timelines and and stuff like that so yes oh my god and I actually I was into The Bachelor for like on and off for a while and I recently just quit I was like I can't it felt like like work watching every yes like it really did and it started with I mean when they announced Clayton everyone was like what the hell and then also like it's no knock against Michelle like I love Michelle I just found her season so boring I just I I feel like it's just the same formula I know it's been that way, but I just, so when they announced Clayton also, I was like, I'm not watching another like bland milk toast white guy. Like just, you know, it just felt like work every week to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel the exact same. Like it's weird how formulaic it can get so quickly so I'm just like oh there's so much better reality tv out there that exactly it's not like the same thing every single season I do love paradise and yeah like I I it's again it's no knock against Michelle it literally would have been any bachelorette honestly and Michelle I think just has a very like chill normal personality which doesn't always make for great tv but yeah I just had an epiphany I was like it's always the same it's like Groundhog's Day watching The Bachelor. So <laughs> yes, out of yes. Bachelor Nation. I'll still like keep up with like whatever drama is happening because like mm-hmm. I like hate Nick Vile. And so Me you know, he's the worst yes, person yes. ever. The worst. Yeah. yeah, I was like a big Nick Vile truther. Like people that have been listening to this podcast for like more than three years know this that there's there's some episodes where I'm like supporting Nick because like there's some things like I guess it's like that saying like a clock is right twice an hour or whatever that saying is but like he does like say some good things but like now I just hate him so much and like his tattoos and his like really young girlfriend and just all of that shit I just hate so much insufferable like he might make a good point but then he's like saying it in his little voice like and yeah his tattoos wait it was so funny when he got all of his tattoos at once (laughs) he just like decided he's like I want to be a tatted guy like usually just like happens like you get a few I mean I don't know I don't have tattoos but like you know he just like showed up with all of these tattoos all over him like he's such a weird poser I know like 20 tattoos within like six months and it's like random and the artwork doesn't like match and it's just it's so so bad one for each of his siblings (laughs) and doesn't he have like 80,000 siblings yeah I think 11 (laughs) oh Nick oh Nick yeah but yeah sometimes I see like a TikTok or a tweet or something about him and then I'm like interested in like what he has to say but it's usually just to yeah rip he's always trying to just like get attention and he's always like bitter that someone else in bachelor nation is like getting attention like he needs the- yes he was so mad when they didn't pick him as bachelor host yeah like, why yeah. would they pick you as bachelor host nick yes you're yeah. terrible yeah and he was so mad when people were like oh there's so many people that have like pivoted like Rachel Lindsay and Caitlin Bristow and stuff out of Bachelor Nation and he's like well I have too and everyone's like doing what yeah no he hasn't (laughs) he's still on Bachelor Nation's payroll 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that was so weird. I don't know. It is interesting that he gives like it has an advice podcast that people call into and I'm and like most of it's around dating and I'm like, you have awful dating advice and like not a good track record. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's like, why would we listen? Why? Why should we listen to this bozo? gosh the other thing I wanted to ask you about was and just like that because it was just the season finale uh last week and obviously you've been watching it what did you think of the finale okay so there was one tweet I can't remember exactly what it said but it really wrapped up my feelings it was like and just like that is the worst show to ever exist I want seven more seasons I'm so happy it's over it will win every Emmy like I it's it's literally the definition of something that's so bad it's good yes I was very um disappointed in Miranda's just whole like pivot as a human being like she's just a totally different person I think maybe they're trying to portray the midlife crisis thing I also thought some criticism that I saw I mean there was a lot of criticism I loved it and I said this on um on Ryan Bailey's show is that it really does just feel so like cozy and nostalgic like I just feel happy and like safe when I watch it um so yeah I'm always gonna watch it but a piece of criticism that I did it made me think it was like the original sex in the city every episode could kind of like like you could watch them out of order because they all were like their own mini stories yeah and and just like that was more like okay all of these big storylines some of which like never even like they didn't even wrap up but like just like threaded through the entire season which I it's a different show I get it but like I don't know. I just, I felt like it was just different in that way. Yeah. Not the classic sex in the city, but still enjoyable in its own right. Yeah. Very similar feelings. And I love that you, that tweet resonated with you because I have an episode coming out this week where we do like a full deep dive of the whole series. And I referenced that tweet because it's like the same, like I was watching it Thursday morning before work but I hated it. Like, but I like couldn't stop. It was, it's so weird, but I totally agree. It really reminds me of the Gilmore Girls reboot. Did you watch, were you a Gilmore Girls fan? I was not a Gilmore Girls gal, but I need to watch it. I know. Yes. Yes. It's like, I feel like a classic piece of television that everyone should watch, but it was kind of the same vibe with the their reboot like just the theirs was in like four movie sized episodes but it just didn't work with the the storylines and the content and it was the same with this one like it felt kind of like they used movie plot lines from sex in the city three that they were planning Mm -hmm. what i suggested on on the podcast is like they should have done Carrie's podcast and narration to cap each episode mm-hmm. which because that's what they used to do with the articles like the each episode yeah. was based on her article of right. the week topic and I just felt like that was a really good way of like yeah and it's yeah. fair to do something different like like they're obviously creative so they probably want to do something different but I just yeah there was some aspects that just really did not work (laughs) yeah missed opportunity there I also I mean I said this on Ryan Bailey show also that rock 
is the worst. Yeah, you were saying that. I wanted to ask you this because so I guess that they wanted to do like a genderless bat mitzvah. But like, yes. is that even like a thing? Because like when I was talking with my guests, we were just we're not Jewish. We just don't know at all. But like, is that a thing for people that are non-binary? Because that is probably really tough, like having to choose between a binary like for yeah I mean honestly I don't know because I do not know any trans 12 year olds and have not known any trans 12 13 year olds so I don't know really but I know that there's a b'nai mitzvah which is like when it's a bot bar mitzvah combined maybe it's two siblings do a b'nai mitzvah um so I think that might be like a genderless term But um, I don't know. That's like a great question, a great conversation to have. And I thought I did think it was cute. And I said this also how they wrapped it up with Charlotte getting bought mitzvah and how they were calling it a they mitzvah. Very cute. But um, to show up the day of your they mitzvah with nothing, nothing rehearsed. Yeah. No, no. That is such an asshole move. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't understand how Harry and Charlotte could have could have raised someone who wouldn't prepare for the day mitzvah. So I thought that, yeah. And I wanted to see more of like Miranda actually being a mom and not just like listening to her son have sex. Yeah, that was so weird. Also, where did the girlfriend go? Like that was just like yeah. Oh no, they went, not. They went backpacking at the end, didn't they? They did, but like she disappeared. Like we didn't. Yeah. See her. Like, yeah, she was like gone like, one three. day. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a mess, but like just so fun to watch and like talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll never get sick of the Che Diaz joke. So I know. I know. I thought I would, but I really haven't. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Let's chat about Summer House. I was telling my sister today, I literally think summer house is my favorite tv show on air or maybe ever i'm not sure but it's so fun and light and it's just good entertainment week after week yeah oh my god like it's so funny how none of us saw summer house coming like <laughs> yes, it's yeah. all like the first two seasons during the work circus i feel like everyone was like eh, this show's probably gonna flop like but then you know it's gotten amazing It's probably the best show on Bravo right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this season is definitely bringing like genuine drama. I think that that's kind of a difference is that they're young. They're living in this house. They, a lot of them had real relationships before the show even started. You know, Mm -hmm. Kyle and Amanda, Lindsay, Carl specifically. It does feel like there's like genuine drama versus like, you know, when we watch Housewives these days. And they show up in the full glam to the dinner party and you know there's going to be some manufactured like BS. Like it's just like it's such a different feel when you know it's like just genuine, authentic. Like all of this Kai Manda drama is like so real. And like almost at a point where like sometimes it's like uncomfortable to watch because you know that it's real. Yeah. And you know they end up getting married. Yeah. Yes. 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 And you're just like held captive. Yeah. I definitely like think their relationship is really interesting. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is like a storyline we've seen like basically since season one. So I'm like, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is like, we're good. But then I'm like, that's just, it shows you how like relationships 
Mm-hmm. that can just always be a tension point in your like your whole relationship so yeah it's been kind of like the same arguments for them since season one I think it also is interesting to see how during the pandemic I think they were good because Kyle wasn't going out right right so it's right. like interesting like I think last season everyone was like oh they're so they're doing so good like when it ended with their like fake wedding everyone was really excited and I think yeah you know when that was contrasted with Hannah yeah like Kyle and Amanda looked like the saints of the season because Hannah was so terrible but yeah now it's like wow just right off the bat there's some toxicity still there for sure totally it's really interesting too because their relationship yeah the main thing is like him getting so drunk and like misbehaving or whatever but he's like I just need to like blow off steam but like has anyone been like have you tried like therapy or like meditation or like any other coping strategies than like getting absolutely blackout drunk and like possibly accidentally hooking up with someone that's not your wife right (laughs) I like would not yeah I would not be able because I've had ex-boyfriends in the past that would get that drunk and it is so annoying and it's so like you know like getting the ick like it's so like like such a turnoff like it's just like so gross and um yeah it's it's an issue it's clearly an issue in their relationship and and yeah I think the sooner that they kind of come to that conclusion the happier they'll probably be that you know maybe Kyle wouldn't categorize himself as an alcoholic, but like, I think there's just like not the healthiest relationship with alcohol there. Just yeah. because also like, I don't like getting blacked out and being like embarrassing, you know, like, I feel like it's like, that's, it's okay when it happens every once in a while when you're like blackout and embarrassing, like, yes, it happens. Yes. And then you're like, oh my God, shit. I never want to get that drunk again. Like you hate yourself. You have like anxiety the next day, but it's like with him, it's every night. So I'm like, I, literally, and it's great television, obviously. Of course, of which, course. Yeah, which probably exacerbates, you know, it's like, it's kind of like Lindsay and her like toxic relationships with men. It's like, is it the chicken or the egg? Like, is Lindsay great TV because she loves getting into toxic relationships? Or is does she feel that she needs to put on a show? Yeah. Like, you wonder with Kyle, like, what came first? It seems like he's, like, perpetually been this way. Um, it might be, like, a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome. But, I mean, as long as, as long as Amanda's happy. I thought that the, you know, not him not getting her a gift was, like, woo! Yes. Okay. I wanted to talk about that too. That was really, that was actually like sad to watch. And then when everyone went out or like at least Danielle and Lindsay did, and then she was like in her bed, like crying to the other girls. That was like really, like, I feel like she has some really like insecurity issues, but they're like valid. Like, I feel like sometimes she isn't treated well at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that as someone. And it's funny because I, my, my birthday is actually coming up soon in, in next month. So you have time to get me something. Yes. 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 Um, I always get like the worst. I was talking about this with my therapist actually today. I get the worst anxiety around the time of my birthday. Cause I just don't like my birthday. And I think it's just because you put so much pressure on it and then it never lives up to like what you want it to be. And then you feel like no one actually cares and that it's like a burden for everyone. Like that's how I, not everyone is that way, but I, I, you know, I'm getting the, 
vibe that Amanda is that way also. So I like totally related to that. Like she was super upset at the end of the night. Like it really made me sad because I, I do me love, too. I love them both individually. Like I love them both. Like they both seem like, you know, great people. I mean, you, Kyle has his questionable moments, but I think overall they've been great reality TV members, cast members. Mm -hmm. They seem like, you know, pretty productive members of society off camera. But yeah, it's just, it's definitely an interesting dynamic that probably isn't the healthiest. Yeah, absolutely. I just can, like, I feel like this is going to be etched into my memory for like such a long time. But like Amanda walking around the house on FaceTime with her mom showing and like, her mom's like, where is everybody? And she's like, I don't know. Like, it was just like some of those points that I was like, shouldn't your friends like stick to your, like everyone's gone. Like just those type of things that I'm like, oh, sometimes I feel like she gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. Oh, poor Amanda. Um, There's been some other like juicy storylines, obviously like the Craig and Paige and Andrea thing is like the most interesting thing. So I want to hear more about your perspective because I thought Andrea was like fake into Paige in Winterhouse. Like, I thought he just was like, I need a role on TV. I'll just, like, be into Paige. That will be, like, yeah. my thing. And then they went, they stopped filming. They went back to New York or wherever Andrea's lives. And then they, like, chatted, but not really. And then he comes back to Summer House and, like, is back into Paige. Like, do you think that it's genuine his feelings for her or do you think he's just like on tv this is like I need to you know have some type of storyline I think it seemed genuine like he seemed like pretty genuinely like sad that she kind of ghosted him and I think you know he probably was infatuated by this like pretty television star um I can totally see that being like legit I think it's like a you know a travesty that Paige chose Craig over Andrea but it's, it actually seems like unfathomable. I was like, you know, yeah. he's Italian, right? <laughs> like, you know, he's Italian and has a 12 pack. Yes. Yes. And treats you like a fucking princess. I don't love that. Like I sometimes I feel like it's like grating, but I was like, I just I I'm blown away. I, I'm just blown away. I think like and I don't think that this is like the sole reason, but I definitely think Paige is like a social climber and Craig just gives her oh, more totally. status. Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And also, yeah, I'm sure she secretly loved the fact that she was sharing a guy with Kristen Cavallari. So, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. But absolutely. seriously, like that's iconic. <laughs> like I would I be exploiting that too. I know, seriously. When you grow up watching The Hills, you're like, oh, I'm banging the same guy suddenly. I've made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of like conversations online about like her being kind of hypocritical because of how she had treated Luke mm -hmm. in the past two summers. Yeah. Do you think there's any like validity to that? Oh yeah, totally. I think it's like, what's the difference? Like, you know, kind of date casually dating people maybe leading people on but you're just single so you're just having fun and checking out your options like that's kind of what Luke was doing and he was freaking crucified for it so yeah but with Paige it's like oh I'm just having fun and being flirty 
Like, but yeah, I was missing Luke and I'm glad to have him back. Yeah, I it's so weird how he's just had such a good turnaround. Like I feel like he was kind of made out to a villain and I'm like hook line and sinker. Like I feel like I should have a better like a better grip on this, but I'm like, oh, he's the villain. Oh, now he's like redeemed himself and now he's like an integral part of the cast. But I've always I've, I've missed Luke. him. I have yes, always yeah. been Team Luke and I will proudly wear I I just think I'm a good judge of character in general. I could tell from the get-go. Like when Paige was like, I sized him up the moment I saw him. I'm like, I sized him up the moment I saw him. I was like, that's a nice Midwestern guy, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Very yeah. True. The other kind of big storyline is Carl and Sierra, question mark. I guess it's like already maybe fizzled out. But I was just so surprised that A, Carl was doing this. And like, again, I'm just, I'm wondering if it's just like, oh, well, like, you're here, I'm here, we're both very attractive. But then, like, she found out about, like, the Austin thing and, like, freaked out. Like, I think that was a super genuine reaction. So, yeah, do you think, like, the Carl and Sierra thing is just, like, a a (laughs) D-plot? Yeah, yeah, I don't think anything really is going to happen there. Yeah, Sierra's definitely hung up on Austin for whatever reason. And also, yeah, Sierra has, like, no personality. I know, I want to... Like, I like her, obviously, because there's nothing really, like, to not like about her. But she's just not... Again, I feel like she's just too normal. She just doesn't have the the fire that, like, Lindsay has or, like, the yeah. one-liners, like, Danielle. And- yeah. I didn't like... I didn't like also how she, like, was going after Lindsay and Danielle and watch what happens live. And I'm glad that they, like, yeah. snapped back at her. I'm like, she deserves that. Like, why is yeah. she being shady? It's like Hannah all over again being shady for no reason when you're supposed to be, you know, a group of friends going to a summer house. Like, why are you being shady for no reason? What did they do to you? There's definitely, like, two sides of the house. And, like, Paige, like, on her Twitter, like, her likes are always, like, supporting tweets about her and Sierra and then, like, or, like, against Danielle and Lindsay. So it it is just really interesting to see, you know, the two factions form. Yeah, but I'll always be on the side of the OGs. Which is yeah, me too. Me Lindsay, too. Carl, I guess yeah, Amanda, technically. Yeah, I mean Lindsay and Danielle, honestly, and Carl, I would say are like the heart and soul of Summer House. For a while, it seemed like Kaimanda was, but I think that people are getting kind of tired of the Kaimanda, the same arguments. Yeah, I know it really does seem it's like like that it's Carl, Lindsay, and Danielle, which I I really like, but I do understand like. Yeah, Kyle had those like two or three seasons where it seemed like he was, you know, the the head of the household as he liked to to be yeah. called and stuff. And, you know, they always get the king, the master suite and like all of those things. And I do wonder if like he thinks since he was kind of brought the show to Bravo, like I wonder if he does feel a pressure to have it really succeed. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, honestly. But At the same time, it's like, how many times can we watch the same argument? Yeah, 100%. I would get so annoyed by them taking the master suite every single time. It's like, we got to- Me too. Yeah, it's like, you're the couple, like, fine. But like, why does that entitle you to 
the master suite. <laughs> yeah, especially like uh, Sierra and Paige are bunking and it's like they probably want more space in bed since they're not like cuddling and stuff per yeah. se. Like, and they're always playing in bed. Yes, they also live there. So. Yeah. <laughs> One of my like just questions because we I don't think it's in Canada, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Is Loverboy good? Have you tried Loverboy? Yeah, actually, I do like Loverboy. They have, I can't remember exactly. I've had orange chai. I've had like regular chai. I've had like the hibiscus palm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had probably most of the flavors, honestly. I know that some people say that they taste a little too much like artificial sweetener. I haven't noticed that. I think they're good. And they're like mostly water. So they don't make you that hungover. And no, I'm not like getting paid for this at all. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like my honest review. And like my boyfriend doesn't even watch Summer House. Um, he could care less about Bravo or like Summer House or any of that. And he like buys Loverboy because he likes it. Like not even oh, knowing nice. who, who it's connected to, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, that's a good endorsement. It was definitely like the right time to get into like the seltzer yeah. business for yeah. sure. Those just like blew up over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, last question about Summer House. Like, I'm so confused. I really like Maya. I think she's good casting, but like Alex. It's so weird how Summer House has such great characters, but then like every couple of seasons when they introduce new people, it's like absolute flops. Yeah, like what is Alex's deal? I cannot figure out why they casted him. I don't know. It's so embarrassing. Like him just stacking the Jenga and being like, I'm trying to like even out like the strip, the strip. It was like strip Jenga. And there was like tasks on the the bricks and he was like trying to evenly like put them out. I'm like, I don't think that's how you like play strip Jenga. Just like build the tower. Like he's just so boring. I know he's so cringe. He's so cringe. And you know, he's just going to get like rejected from the group when he was pouring out the vodka. It's like, why? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I don't think he'll be back next season. But yeah, I'm just like, you have found such like casting gold with all of these, all of these major players and then like why are you adding these like terrible people and like where are the girls from winter house they were fun like bring yeah, them they back. Were. that would have been fun to see them gabby and jules yes. maybe yeah the blondie yeah i think yeah. it was jules yeah, yeah yeah good call okay like this is a, a quick pivot but i just wanted to talk about this because it is like so bizarre but like kendall jenner is in like hot water this week and like Haley Baldwin as well but seems to mostly be falling on Kendall Jenner for like parking in the accessibility stalls at Pilates why why is this happening just your entitlement just yes, yes such entitlement and there's always a story that comes out that's actually what what sparked my little like feud with Kendall when I like tweeted and she like responded to me it was about it was a story about how she let her dog just like bite someone and then just like left without like saying sorry or like, here's my number in case you like need any, like, you know what I mean? Like if your dog bites someone, you like, that's on you. And she apparently like blew this person off after her dog. And she has like scary looking dogs, which is why I believe the story. But, <laughs> Does uh, she still have blue or whatever the dog was she, named? Doesn't she have two? She has two like Doberman pincer pinchers yeah sure 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 she does I mean they'll probably disappear soon like the rest of the Kardashian family (laughs) dogs do they always just like disappear it's like an announcement and then we just like never see them again 
It's so cringe. Like, where is that breaking headline? <laughs> yeah. Where is her Great Dane that she had on the show? Oh, I think that that was Blue, was the Great Dane. Oh, Blue. Okay, so that's the Great Dane. Okay, so right now she yes. has Doberman Pinchers who are not the Great Dane from that show. That dog is long gone. <laughs> oh, my God. It's sad. That's so dark. That's it's so sad. sad. That's so sad. What did she reply to your tweet? She basically, I was just like, oh, my God, what an entitled, selfish asshole or, like, something. I was just, like, being a bitch, but whatever. <laughs> and um, Kendall replied and was like, ugh. I'm so sorry you feel that way. I hope to meet you one day and change your mind. But at the same time, she had Kim quote tweet me and be like, only a, a, an entitled selfish asshole would tweet something like this. Like Kendall has anxiety. So she, like, <laughs> had, with everyone else. Yeah, like, I was like, so do I. Yeah. And now you just sent your 70 million stands after me. Oh and I definitely, I, this was like years ago. I think I had like less than a thousand followers when this happened. So that's an interesting point too. Kendall's anxiety. What about the girl? <laughs> I know I'm like, I should, yeah, I'm like, I should be able to take it if I dish it out. But that was an interesting yeah. experience. Usually I can. That was definitely an interesting experience. But yeah, Kendall, she's always been entitled. That's just like how they've been raised. It's like you almost yeah. can't blame them. I mean, you can because, you know, they should know better. But it's like, can you imagine just growing up in this lifestyle? At least the Kardashian sisters got to grow up until like their late 20s until the show started. But Kendall and Kylie have been in this world since they were like 10. So yeah, they definitely think they are the hottest shit on the planet, which... Again, it's like, can you blame them? That's what everyone makes it seem like they are. And she posted her first TikTok this week because she, like, all the Kardashians are moving over to TikTok because it's the platform du jour. And it's, like, her snowboarding. She, like, I think tries to, like, jump and falls. And then it's, like, her talking about her athletic ability, like, that viral sound from one of the episodes of keeping up and the caption is it's giving pick me girl vibes because I feel like everyone makes fun of her for being a pick me girl but then I just feel like that was also very pick me to like write that yeah oh my god she's so annoying (laughs) she thinks she's in on the joke it's like well you're not in on the joke no okay for some reason she really is like the one I feel like I dislike the most for some reason same same here and I always have and I've been saying okay so fun fact my first job out of college was working at Harper's Bazaar and it was their e-commerce site called shopbazaar.com which I think mm-hmm. is this? Uh, who knows I worked there years ago anyway at the time that I was working there Kendall was either a cover star or she got like a spread and I was just like flip in this like probably 2014 so it was still when like you know everyone was like oh Kendall the hot new she's the next Kate Moss I was like flipping through the editorial and I was like there's no life in her eyes there's nothing there (laughs) yeah I was like there's nothing there and like that was when I first I was like she's talentless and then every photo shoot after that I kept noticing it I was like she's talentless and I kept saying that no one listened to me and then finally the world kind of like I said I have great taste I have, I have a great <laughs> judge of character. 
<laughs> yeah, and now every time she does a photo shoot, everyone's like, it's giving nothing and like all of that stuff. So yeah, you you called it back then when everyone's she was like, just using Kendall as her name. Kendall. Everyone's like, go girl, give us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. But it's true. It's true. And like, I guess you're right. Like that's how they grew up. So they can do that and get away with. Well, right. But it's also it. like, I feel like Gigi and Bella at least like have kind of like gotten better at modeling, improved yeah. their craft. And it's like, Kendall, get another facial expression. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Kendall, take notes, sweetie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like call up Tyra. <laughs> yeah. Tyra. Yeah. She would have been voted off ANTM like first. <laughs> Immediately. Without a doubt. Immediately. I think it's like there's something about like I feel like the rest of them that I can kind of get behind. And then with Kendall, I'm just like, no, you're so boring. Like I think at least the other ones kind of keep it interesting. Interesting, and I think Kendall, since she's such a pick me, is always trying to be like cool and artsy. I hate yeah. how she's always so like artsy on Instagram. Like, stop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know because I really also hate Kylie Jenner, but like, there is something about her that's just so ridiculous that it's like kind of fun. Yeah, and it's like I will talk about <laughs> Kylie Jenner that she is like an original. Like, she has always been very like true to like her style. And, and I mean, that's not, I'm not caping for Kylie Jenner. Like she sucks. Yeah. But I mean, like I can respect the fact that she, she had that like turquoise hair. Like she's always mm-hmm. been very like, you know, just into like playing around with things and just playing around with her style and her look and like being a trendsetter. And I think she's definitely fallen behind on, you know, what's cool now. And her look yeah. is very still 2016, yes. but I still, you know, respect kind of how exciting she always keeps things and she always eats Kendall up when it comes to like photo shoots absolutely yeah that's so true yeah as a new mom so excited to see like what the baby's name is and you know all the photo shoots that are that she's gonna drop I really am excited to find out what the name is like I'm curious me too. Me too. Yeah, people are saying like Valentine. People were saying Valentine yeah. and then they were saying Rainbow and then they were saying Angel. I think Valentine was just someone made it up and then TikTok ran with it. Yes. So yes. yeah, I can't, I feel like it has to be something because she's always like Stormy and like her dogs are like Bambi and Normie. I feel like she likes having an E sound at the end. Sorry of the hiccups. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, I think that's that's my prediction. It's going to be something that ends with E. I just don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, because I actually thought maybe it could be Rainbow because it seems like it's a boy. So maybe just like Bo, which I think is cute. But but then it's, a, it's like rain. You yeah, know? it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't go. So we'll we'll stay yeah. tuned. The next thing on our list is Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is where we nominate someone for the pettiest move. And this week I'm nominating Kevin Hart because he sent Nick Cannon a vending machine of gold Magnum condoms after the announcement that he is pregnant or his one of his girls is pregnant for the eighth time. I love that. I love that he did that. That's amazing. I don't know if he even knew it was from Kevin Hart. And then Kevin Hart like commented on his Insta like, I got you, bitch. So (laughs) (laughs) it was iconic. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. That really is iconic. Yeah. He needs to freaking like wrap it up. Wrap it up. Like how hard is it to do? 
Yeah, or get a vasectomy, please. Yeah, seriously, like, come on. Wait, should I do one? Yes. Oh my gosh, do you have one? I just thought of one. Okay, yes, yes. The Academy snubbing Lady Gaga. That is so dark. I know. It's I'm so sorry, it's just sad. so funny. It's so funny after it I, is. I it love is. Lady Gaga and I actually loved House of Gucci. Like yes. I thought it was campy and it was like kind of unintentionally funny at times, but like I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I did think Lady Gaga was like great in it. I thought she was amazing as far as born. Like she's obviously extremely talented. I thought that just after her whole world tour and all of the, the things we found out about her method acting, it is just so funny. Absolutely. Like, it's so funny to me. Yeah. And like, they're actually, to be honest, I feel like the only person I actually, the only other person I was like thinking of is Kristen Stewart, who got nominated. Like, I feel like that was the only other movie I had watched. Yeah. I thought Don't Look Up was so not good. And I saw that got nominated. Yes. Ruth Nega, who was in Passing, was amazing and she got snubbed so that was a big snub I loved Dune because of Timmy yes yeah of course. but besides that I really haven't watched like any of the movies yeah I couldn't even like recognize any of them yeah but I think like the dark part about Lady Gaga being snubbed is like does that mean we miss out on all of her red carpet looks or do you yeah. think she'll still be there because House of Gucci wasn't nominated for anything except, I think, hair and makeup, maybe. Yes. There was something, but, like, it was a lesser, like, not a lesser category. I don't want to say that. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the Just only not thing. a popular, yeah. Right. So I don't know if we're, I don't think we're going to get Lady Gaga or Adam Driver, which is really sad. Yeah. That's a shame. The last duel, the last duel, I feel like Adam Driver could have gotten a nom for, but I guess not. Nothing. Nope. So sad. So we get, yeah, no... No red carpet looks, no performances, like no nothing. I don't know. Uh, these award shows are just going downhill anyway. So Absolutely. I like honestly don't think they make it past like 2015 <laughs> like, or not 2015, 2025. Isn't it so funny how they used to be like must see TV? And, and now like, it's and like same snooze. with the Olympics. And I think it's probably just because there's so much to watch now with streaming services. It's like nothing is must see TV anymore. It's like I could be watching anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, truly. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't think I can't even remember the last time I tuned into the Olympics. It was probably when like I lived at home and you know, you just put it on your like yeah. cable TV or <laughs> I don't even own a TV. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This week in Petty. Is our next thing. What are you petty about this week, Sophie? Okay, so this actually happened a few weeks ago. and <laughs> That's okay. And when I was thinking of what to say for this segment, I was like, oh, wait, this is actually a very good story that I think people will enjoy. So I, I don't even know, like, how to, like, begin because it's like I was being creepy. I was stalking <laughs> someone from my burner account on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Okay. I don't even have a burner account. Oh, I have a burner account. For the people that I want to stalk, but without them knowing that I'm stalking them. So it was like my my ex-boyfriend who I broke up with. We broke up like two years ago mm -hmm. and could not care less. So over it. Again, in a happy relationship currently, whatever. But I, he had a new girlfriend after we broke up really quickly, which again, I didn't really care because I was just like over it, whatever. 
Um, and so I noticed one day that he had just deleted all of the photos of them together. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. Something dramatic must've happened. So I went on my burner account and I was like stalking the, the girlfriend for any clues. And suddenly I get a DM on my burner account and it's Sophie, is that you? Like, I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to talk to you. Like, and she, she figured out who I was based on my burner account. And I asked her how she, I was like, oh my God, you caught me. It's so embarrassing. I asked her how she knew it was because I was following a bunch of Bravo accounts. (laughs) And anyway, we ended up, so she gave me her number. We ended up talking on the phone for like two hours. Oh my God. And this was literally a couple of weeks ago. She had things to get off her chest. Yes. Yeah. So we were like venting again. We dated the same, like it doesn't everyone kind of fantasize about like having a conversation with like, you know, your ex-boyfriend, girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, whatever it is. And yeah. And then he actually found out that we were in contact. And so he called me out of nowhere again, a couple weeks right after this happened. Like cold called you? Like cold called me. Cold Call no, one, no wonder you broke up with him. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, that's so psychotic. And yes. I had him. It's funny because I was napping and I woke up from a nap and it said one missed call. And it was my ex-boyfriend. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I thought I was in a nightmare. And then I, yeah. And he was like, hey, like trying to make her seem crazy. He was like, I just want to make sure like she was so jealous of you or like just so like she went psycho. And I'm like, that's not the side. That's not the story I got. Yeah. But like he was throwing her under the bus. And I know that like it's like, well, why do you believe the random girl? And it's like, well, I don't believe any guy that talks about his ex-girlfriend using terms like crazy and psycho. So, yeah, I believe her. But anyway, that's my is that good for the segment? Yes, that is like. <laughs> Like, I know the listeners are like, chef's kiss, perfection, (laughs) like literally just what they wanted to hear. It's really such a good story, but it's like also embarrassing for me (laughs) because I was stalking her and I was found out. I'm like, how many other people looked at my burner account and was like, yep, Sophie Ross, do you think (laughs) she's being sneaky? That is why I straight up could never have a burner account because- people would be like, oh yeah, this is like so clearly you. Like, yeah, I had to like do some, I was like, okay, I'm going on private. I'm like, I had to do some revamping of the burner account to change my strategy there. So hopefully I'm a little more anonymous now. Lesson. That's so funny. Oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah. I just could never, I would be way too nervous that I would like yeah be caught or something even when it's like input your email to start a new account I'm like yeah like who can see this email or it's like when I'm trying to log in my burner account and it's like you forgot your password I'm like text it to me and it's just like my phone number I'm like oh my god I'm so gonna get busted one day yeah I'm like this is too close to home yeah oh my god that's so funny yeah wild that's yeah nice that you got to catch up with her and that's so funny that even she knew that it was you. <laughs> I know it's, and it's just, yeah, of course we like bonded over the same things. Highly recommend actually. Yeah. It, it kind of is cathartic. If you think that might give you closure to reach out to an ex's ex, for instance, never say never because yeah. it was very cathartic. Yeah. Two hours, the tea that must've been spilled on that. Yeah. Panel. And she actually, yeah, she's, we we're like friendly. Like she's, we follow each other on Instagram now. So it's like no more, but not the burner account, the real one. Yes, exactly. 
She like texted me when my football team, my football team, the Bengals are mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl. And she was like, oh my God, congrats. I was like, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew we could bond that much? But yeah. That is cute. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. I love that. What a, what a full circle moment. Yeah. <laughs> like- Girl power. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on Ready to Be Petty. It was super, super, super fun. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Where can the listeners get more of your content? Yeah, so I'm actually on Twitter at Soph Ross with four S's and on Instagram at Soph underscore Ross. And I post my writings and musings there. And Monday is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Yes. Yes. I'm always like, no offense, but I'm always like skip to your like timestamp. Like, oh, thank you. I'm like, okay, 20 minutes in. I'm like, let's go. Like, <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> No, it's, Ryan's great too. I Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Bye, everyone. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Sophie, for joining me on today's episode. I feel like when I was listening back, some of the pick me stuff, like, is that misogynist? Like, I don't know. Let me know in the comments. I haven't had a chance to, you know, decipher and mull and reflect on that. But let me know. Is that concept like internalized misogyny? Or is it just pointing out that, you know, we do things to play into the patriarchy let me know I would love to hear your thoughts and for every episode we do a temperature check about what you thought of the stories whose like side are you on all of that fun shit so head over to my instagram at rtbp podcast to weigh in I hope that you are safe and healthy out there as always I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty see you soon bye